Welcome to another episode of the Marketing and Cupcakes podcast. This is the second one we've done after the rebrand. I'm your host, Mike Conley. I got my main man, JP, right here. What's up, JP? Good morning, Mike. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, I want to, I wanna, first of all, before I start, I want to shout out the Venture X Holyoke podcast room. That's where we record these episodes of the Marketing and Cupcakes podcast. And I want to thank VentureX Holyoke for making this amazing, amazing soundproof room for us. And anybody that wants to rent this room out to report, record that podcast, um, they can just go to VentureX uh, Holyoke. Oh, sorry, VentureX.com slash Holyoke. VentureX.com slash Holyoke. Give them a call. Let them know you're looking to book the podcast room or my office space is here as well. If you're looking for office space for one person, all the way up to, you name it, they have they have rooms um, for 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 businesses. One person, five person, ten people, twenty people. You you got it. They got the space for you. So, venturex.com/slash/holyoke. So with that, JP, let's jump right back in. I, I um, marketing and cupcakes too. We talked about the anatomy of a good ad, and I thought that was a great great. Great event. We had, I don't know, close to 20-something people show up to that one. I don't remember how much. And then, I don't know, countless people watch the replay. That's that's the cool thing about the replay. And if you want to watch the replay of any of these um, marketing and cupcakes events we talk about, just go to marketingcupcakes.com and all the te- the number, the text, everything's up there. So, JP, I, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you because I always love when we're driving up here in the standout truck, uh, we start discussing these episodes and you you brought up some good points, so I'm gonna just turn it over to you, and then you tell me what you want me to expound on. Well, <clears throat> I think that with the anatomy of a good ad, and we always talked about a few things, like what the purpose of the anatomy of a good ad is. What's gonna get people to buy, share, and tag that? Yeah. So yeah. So you know what. So you're asking to break down the anatomy? Yeah, because there, there's those parts of it. I, I just wanted to get a little bit more. So I think before people even wonder about the anatomy of a good adult, what, what, that, what that system looks like, the first thing every marketer or everyone looking to market something should, should ask themselves is, if your business or product or service could rid the world of one thing, what would it be? And, and if they could and start answering that question, it makes it much easier to create an ad or create marketing messages or to create um, things that people in their target audience would be interested in. If you understand the one thing that your business or your product or service could rid the world off, then you're on your way to be able to create great ads. So, for example, I said this in Mac 2, um, with Standout Truck, or marketing and cupcakes, or uh, our agency, our marketing agency, the launch and standout marketing agency. Uh, the one, our goal is to eliminate bad marketing, and the reason we want to do that is because bad marketing prevents businesses of all sizes from getting clients, and then bad marketing also allows agencies, bad agencies, because there's some amazing agencies out there. Some, there's some really great advertising and marketing agencies out there, like unbelievable, like just a ton, tons of them. But um, bad agencies tend to take advantage of businesses that don't understand marketing. So, so my whole thinking is if we could eliminate bad marketing or like with marketing and cupcakes, educate people about good marketing versus bad marketing, it'll, it would allow them 
to get clients and it allowed them to not be able to be taken advantage of, of by um, bad agencies. So that's the whole train of thought behind every piece of content that I create for um, marketing the cupcakes or standout truck or the launching standout agency. And, and once you, once you move that way, then we could go into uh, the emotional part of, of the anatomy of a good ad, which is, once you know what you want those people to benefit from, then you know that, um, and if you, un- wait, and, and this might hurt a little bit of feelings because we said this too, but marketing 101 is that no one cares about your thing. They care about what your thing can do for them or for the people that matters most to them. So in your marketing, you want to show them the end result and then you don't ever want to spam them. And part of the things that you could do when you're creating content, you should you should create content that that ticks them off a little bit. Just like get to the point. Like, listen, if you want to lose the weight, you have to get your butt in the gym. That's what it is, right? But that's all your content shouldn't be that. But you also want to create content that tickles them, make them laugh. You want to get them thinking. You also want to uh, create content that proves them right. Hey, listen, when you follow this simple meal replacement program you're going to get the results that you want. And then you prove them right by showing them examples of people that did it. So when all the doubters say, that that stuff doesn't work, well, it worked for this person, and then now it's working for me because I followed the program and I lost the three pounds. Like when your marketing should should give them all the armor they need to to prove the, 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 the naysayers wrong. So... So the, the anatomy of a good ad, there was a few things that ended up being in there. Um, there was just so many. Could you break that down? I think it was a few of them, four, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, the anatomy of a, of a good ad breaks down. You're right. You're right. You remember that. It breaks down to four, four simple steps. And this is really what you came to listen to on the podcast today. So the four steps of a, of a good, the anatomy of a good ad is, one, good copy. Second, good creative third, good targeting, and four, call to action. Mm. So let me just break that down really quick. Good copy, and if you start with number four, which is good call to action, it it makes the copy even better. And then we kind of talked about that a little earlier. So the call to action is what you want them to do. But good copy will engage them all the way through the the, um, uh, four other steps of the AMJC flow, which we talked about in the last episode. Um, but good copy starts with getting their attention, and it's simple. And then you, you hit them with marketing messages to tell them what you do. Then you hit them with language to justify them to follow that call to action. So all good copy is what you say about your thing, um, whether that's on an image, whether that's in a post, whether that's um, the video script, whether that's the radio ad. Your copy is the words used to describe what you, what you have going on. The creative, I like to call it the, the sensory stimulation that matches number one good copy. So it could be videos, it can be a podcast, it can be uh, a billboard image, it could be, it could be that, the, the sound effects and everything you use in that radio ad. Like the creative is how the, the, the means you tie the, the, the copy in together um, sensory-wise to allow people to, to be able to engage with your copy. So pictures, videos, whatever that may be. It's just the creative to use. And that's it. it's a really, really, really great skill 
to create great creative. So to create great copy and great creative, that's really the skill. And that's what you're really paying the the ad agencies and the marketing agencies to do for you, to come up with unbelievable creative. Like if you start looking at some of them, like one of my favorite ad agencies is Wyden Kennedy. Um, they used to do, I don't know if they still do the ads for, for Nike, but Nike has some of like the most dynamic creative in the world. Like it's unbelievable. So when you look at the, what, what these big brands do and the amazing creative that they have to match their copy, it's just so engaging and so enticing that you just want to purchase their products. Which then leads me to step three, which is good targeting. Um, and I like to narrow down good targeting as, as people that want what you want or need what you have to offer or people one degree of separation from what you have to, um, that would want to, uh, sorry, one degree of separation from people that would want or need what you have to offer. And, and then also I look at good targeting, keeping it even more simple because you got to remember I, I teach things like I'm a nine-year-old. So good targeting would be the people that would appreciate number one and number two. So the people that would appreciate your good tar- your good copy and the people that would appreciate your good creative, those are the those are just what you want to do with number three. Good targeting. The cool thing is with digital marketing now, you could literally um, choose these people based on where they are or choose these people based on different behaviors. But like one of the cool things we do with standout truck, like we have a, an impression counter. So we, we know people that were a hundred feet away from the truck, but then we could turn around and target those people whose impressions were, that we were able to capture with the same ad. So it's like, there's a lot of ways to do this. And then if you, the number four, like I said, is the good call to action. So you could do, Great with one, great with two, great with three. But if you don't literally just tell people what to do, or like I say, like what I like to say with a good call to action is, if they listen, what do you want them to do? That call to action is the thing that you will tell them to do. Like, keeping it real simple, my dogs, I have two dogs, Biscuit and Ace. And they have a couple call to actions. One is take me for a walk. One is feed me. And one is rub my belly. And then from time to time, the one they do is alert us and go, hey, I think someone's outside. Come and, come and look. Come and look. Someone's outside. Come and look. Come and look. So just keeping it real simple. What's your call to action? What do you want the people to do? Does that make sense, JP? Yeah. Totally makes sense. Awesome. What, so, okay. Any, anything else you want me to break down with, with Mac? Mac 2? Why... Why do most ads fail? Okay, yeah, so we, and I'll be brief with this, but not brief, because we really, really break it down. And, and, and like I said, if you want to watch the replay of Mac 2, just go to marketingcupcakes.com and, and you can watch the whole presentation. But the reason most ads fail, bro, really, is because most people um, spend their time focusing on the wrong people. So, like, I like to say is the dope bucket and the sucker bucket. The dope bucket are the people that absolutely love your thing and want your thing and need your thing or know people that love your thing and mm-hmm. want your thing or need your thing. Most people spend their time trying to convince the people that would never buy their thing to buy their thing. So they, they could have great ads and they targeting the wrong people and focusing the wrong people and, and the ads won't convert, right? So like I broke it down. I, call it, I like to call it the 40-40 club, which really is the 50-50 club. But 50% of the people love what you got to do, an, an offer, and 50% don't. And even in, that, even in that 50% that don't, really, only 10% really hate you. 
Forty percent just have no interest in it. It's just they don't. They, they don't. It's, it's not their thing. They don't need it. They don't want it. It's just they don't. They don't not like you. They just have no desire for it. They don't need it. And then that ten percent, they probably had some kind of negative experience with that type product before, or maybe just don't like you. Um, which really is irrelevant. That's on them anyway. That's something for them to have to deal with and fix. So this, that's the sucker bucket. Um, just push that to the side. So now. If you if you have good copy, good creative, good target, and a good call to action, and you focus in on the dope bucket, which is I like to call it, forty um, percent of the forty percent there would be prospects and leads, people that want your thing or need your thing, but they still need a little convincing. They may not need it in the moment, or they might just be watching you, seeing when the time is right for them. That's fine. You want to welcome them, but you want to create ads and create content for that ten percent. So the, that 10% the, the, in, the, in the dope bucket breaks down like this. 7% are customers. These are people that would buy, you know, one off or once in a while. They'll buy. You, you hit them at the right offer, they'll buy it. Then the 3% are your clients. These are people that buy consistently. They subscribe. They buy monthly. Every time you put something out, nine times out of ten, they buy it. And then the 1% of, of, of that um, dope bucket are people that, our clients, but not only their clients, they brand ambassadors. Every opportunity they have, they sing your praise. And they typically sing your praise to people in the dope 40. So those those that that, that then turns people from those the dope 40% into 7, 3, or 1%. And it, it creates this continuous, continuous loop. So when you see an ad fail, is either one of those two things. That either the anatomy of the ad was wrong. Or they was focusing on on the wrong bucket, um, as far as uh, to get clients. Is there a way for for you to be actually sorry about that off the mic? Um, is there any way for you to measure and convert that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of ways to do that. But you know, that's something we'll talk about in another in, in another podcast episode. Um, so I'm going to just wrap it up there, JP. Uh, but that was a great question. And and I actually talk about some of that stuff on the Marketing and Cupcakes blog. So if you go to marketingandcupcakes.com, uh, check the blog. You'll, you'll see it out there. And like I said, I look forward to seeing you at a Mac event. If you haven't attended one yet, um, make sure you um, um, do so uh, because we have a great time at these events and you could you could do you could do so too, and they they're free. They always they're sponsored by standardtruck.com, so we're able to allow everybody to come through. If you don't want to miss a Mac event, just text Mac to four one three two five one six seven six two, and you'll get alerted when the next episode of this podcast is, or when the next event is, and you'll be able to partake in marketing and cupcakes and never miss a Mac because that's where the magic happens. So, JP, thank you for spending some time with me. Time is the most valuable commodity. Thank you for listening. Without listeners like yourself, this podcast is just <laughs> air. So thank you for, for also for spending some time with me. Mike Conley, the standout truck king. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, um, Michael, Mike, M-Y-K-E Conley on those platforms. And then on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff, you could find me as Standout Truck King. So I hope you have a great day, great evening, and, and make your marketing as amazing as possible. Thank you so much. Peace.